episode five of Out of the Main, our very own Yacht Rock podcast. Welcome back, John. Never thought we'd make it this far, huh? I know. You thought we'd already have pod fade? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's coming. What actually. is that? That's when you just drift off at the end and you decide okay. it's yeah. not fun anymore. Okay. So um, hopefully that'll be 10 years from now or more. So anyways, while we're pre-pod fade, let's get into what's happening now because this is a cool what I think is so encouraging to somebody who's at that fifth stage of Yacht Rock, which is the despair because they don't feel like there's anything new and all they're doing is listening to the same old songs. And of course, this whole podcast is dedicated to helping people discover new stuff. And what was interesting, which you actually discovered before I did, is that it didn't really end in 1984 and there's still things happening today. No, it didn't end in 1984. I mean, we we can always go through and talk about songs that are outside of the the years of, you know, 76 to 84. But it's not just about, okay, there's a song in 1985 or 1986, whatever. I'm talking about there's really been kind of a resurgence. There's bands uh, that have been working in this genre, maybe even over the last 10 to 15 years. Uh, but we've seen a definite resurgence in people discovering this genre in the last few years and i can only think that that is going to continue to maybe accelerate some of the other musicians that have wanted to work in this genre but have haven't really seen a payoff haven't seen a reason to and now maybe they're starting to look around say well maybe maybe it's time to embrace this again or i wonder if there's musicians who just want to perform in any genre and can't find a gig because all the computers are taken up all the gigs so they're yeah. looking for an expression and if you're a, you have certain chops and you maybe have some jazz influence and some rock influence you could pull this off definitely um, and yeah. it's a fun way to do it in um, when we started our discovery, and I should say you, you found a band early on that you were like, you sent it to me, like, these guys are making Yacht Rock records now. Um, and who was that? That was uh, State Cows. State Cows is uh, out of Sweden. And I discovered them listening to Inside Musicast Radio, which is an internet streaming uh, radio station that uh, is dedicated to not just really Yacht Rock, but just the entire West Coast sophisticated music thing. And they find stuff... I mean, deeper than deep, but they were playing State Cows. And State Cows, uh, you know, I had to look that up. It was a name that stuck with me and made me wonder. And I looked them up, and they're, they label themselves as uh, one, of, one of today's only modern yacht rock bands or something to that degree. Um, and I listened to their first three records. They have three full albums out and a whole bunch of singles and little EPs and other miscellaneous releases, but really it's three main albums. And top to bottom, all three of those are just great. Just great. And how they got some of the players on, they have some extra players on these records, um, namely uh, guitar soloists. They've brought in, somehow they've gotten Jay Graydon yeah. to play for them. They've gotten Michael Landau to play for them. And Peter Freestadt, who I know he is Swedish, so I don't know if there's a connection there. I do know that the State Cows, the two guys uh, that make up the bulk of the group, did spend a lot of time in L.A., uh, I believe it was a music school kind of thing, and so maybe they did some networking there, but that's still quite a coup for a band that's a relative unknown that has decided to dive into this, and they're being embraced by the legends of it. The legends of the genre are apparently willing to play along, so to speak. Yeah. You know? Well, it's obviously and specifically and intentionally going for the sound. Not only do they say it, but you can hear it in the way they produce it. It's it's a modern sounding production, but it could have been taken right from 
one of the sessions back, and you know, if you modernize the equipment, yeah. maybe from '78, it's it just sounds exactly like what yeah. you'd expect to hear. I was having an online conversation with uh, Rick Such. He's the, one of the guys that runs that Inside Music Cast Radio, and I mentioned I told him how I discovered state cows listening to his station and he that was exactly what his response is he said yeah they have that early 80s west coast sound down pat that was his response yeah so brand new musicians you know reestablishing the genre yeah their most recent album was last year well it wasn't even really an album that will kind of get to that there they were they released one song at a time um through that last album so they were taking on a little bit of a different model like one song a month kind of thing as opposed to splashing one whole album out there but that was i mean as recent as last year interesting and they started around 2010 you think i think that's what it was yeah, yeah. so you know they even predate maybe the the real reemergence of the genre but they obviously fell in love with the sound and said let's replicate it so um it, they're not the only ones to do it but there's also then the old artists from the time period right. that maybe haven't recorded a ton lately they still tour on probably you know the the weight of their catalog but whether it's covid or whether it's maybe the reemergence of the the genre now they're starting to re-record new records yeah or just they're you know not wanting to tour maybe you know the thing about the yacht rock thing in the west coast AR, it was a thing about the it was a studio experience it was all about the challenge of this great recording, getting a great sound. They toured, they did their live thing, and I'm not going to say they didn't enjoy it, but I think the real art was in the studio. So these guys, that's where they want to go. They want to go back to the studio. So uh, just recently, in the last couple of months, there was the second album by CWF, which is Champlin, Bill Champlin. Mm -hmm. Uh, Had some solo stuff, also spent many, many years in Chicago. Uh, Joseph Williams, the W for Williams, and Joseph Williams was um, in and out, the sing- lead singer of Toto. Um, yeah. And then the F is that Freestat, Peter Freestat, who is much younger than those guys, but uh, he's the Swedish connection, and he is a, a brilliant lead guitarist. And he he sounds to me like he's got 50% Jay Gray and 50% Steve Lukather going. Oh, you know? poor so, guy. I mean, yeah, I know. <laughs> but so it's a perfect fit with those other guys. Yeah. That's a great great record and so they have two records out within the last what you said two three years five years something like that yeah i know the most recent one just came out within the last couple of months and i was listening it has much of a west coast um rock sort of toto sound to it more so than yacht rock and speaking of toto um lukather is back in the studio it was a project yeah he's been teasing his his eighth studio album he hasn't had one since 2013 and we're guessing this one's going to be more yachty right just based on he, yeah i'm trying to remember what i saw he made some somebody requoted him of something that was going to be a lighter more uh easygoing record a lot of his stuff is pretty dark and hard rocking and he does have a couple of total guys on the record too so david page Keys, Joseph mm. Williams, who we just mentioned, uh, Greg Bissonette, who's notable drummer for us because we're Detroiters and that's where Greg is from, so I always pay attention to him. Yep. But it's a, it sounds like a really good group, and he, he did say something on uh, I saw on a Facebook post of his that um, he was able to get all of the basics recorded with the band right before the COVID thing hit. Oh, cool. So he was thankful that he got. He wanted to do a sort of a live band in a room kind of thing, and then some overdubs. He didn't want to piecemeal it, you know. So he nice. was able to do that. So that's maybe a little extra bonus. So a genuine session, which is cool yes. because um, 
isn't that the way a lot of the Steely Dan stuff, at least the basics, was recorded with a, a band? Full band. And then you get that genuine interplay, and it sounds like a real band. Like you say, when you're listening it back, you feel like you're hearing the band, like you're in the room with the band as opposed to a multi-track layered thing. Correct. And that's significant. Well, all of this then has led you, a musician, in multiple genres over the uh, years. You've got a lot of projects. There you have different band names. There are different genres. And just a couple years ago or this past year, explain to the uh, the project is page 99. And yes. if you're listening to the music that we come in and out of each episode, most of that is page 99. Yes. If not all of it to this so point. Far. Um, so tell us about this project. you got some cast together yourself. Yeah, and I wanted to do it exactly the same way. Um, sort of that uh, we talked about when, in the last episode when we did the fantasy band. That was how I kind of put together this band. It wasn't uh, because most of this is being done during this pandemic that um, this, we're not doing the whole sit down studio thing, but I still wanted it to have a band sound. So I, I thought through the process of, okay, I, if I were to have a band, it's kind of like when Paul McCartney decided that they, that Beatles needed to write for someone other than themselves. So they created Sergeant Pepper you know, band mm-hmm. and said, well, let's write to that. Yeah. You know, a, a mythical. So I created this idea and said, well, I wanted my drummer to feel like Jeff Percaro. I want my guitar player to be like Steve Lukather or, 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 or Jay Graydon. Uh, from a bass player, I had Abe Laboreal in mind, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I had this vision of a band and I, since I'm doing most of the arranging of the instruments and playing a lot of the parts, each time I'm playing a part, whether it's a keyboard part, a synth part, or whatever, I'm thinking about who of that era do I want it to reflect. I have solos on this record, synth solos, that are very representative of Steve Percaro's stuff with, uh, you know, like most notably like Africa or Rosanna, those mm-hmm. things. So I went through that process, and uh, Russ Fitzpatrick is... A singer that um, he could do a lot of what the Michael McDonald thing is. He has that smoothness to his voice that you just don't find everywhere. But on top of that, he has the ability to arrange vocals. I mean, I can say, okay, I want harmonies here, I want harmonies there. But it's not the same as somebody who can really arrange vocals, almost like horn parts. And so he brings that to the band. And um, we're kind of doing the same model, releasing a song at a time once a month, roughly, kind of using that State Cows model. We have, as of the time that this podcast, this version will come out, there will be four songs out. Um, and we're doing a mix of originals and covers of classic songs from that era. But uh, And the first was a total cover, Leia, yeah, kind of a deep yeah, cut. But yeah, we launched with Leah. To your yeah. point, the vocals that's come out, it's is not intended to mimic what was done on the record, but his voice is just perfect for the record. Yeah, and that was a song written by Steve Percaro, and uh, it was it was actually got put in front of him. Rick Such from Inside Music Cast was kind enough to forward it to Steve Percaro for us, and we got uh, a big thumbs up from Steve. Just a wonderful, gracious uh, email I got from him. Yeah, how cool. Mm-hmm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Continuing the conversation of the old timers that are back doing it again, 
I stumbled across a song just got thrown into my Spotify list. I don't even know how. Um, and I was playing it the other day, and you're like, who is this? And I look over, and it's David Crosby. And mm-hmm. it's not the Crosby, Stills, and Nash sound from not back in the Yeah, you sent that to me. I couldn't believe it. It's a Steely Dan sound. Very much. It, when you finally asked who it was, it was because they were in, in the middle of one of those extended just sort of grooves where Steely Dan is famous for, where they're just kind of letting everyone play. Maybe no one's really taking a lead. Every once in a while, an yeah. instrument will do something a little flashy, but it's just kind of letting the whole song breathe. And that's what he pulls off in the song. The song is called... She's Got to Be Somewhere. Sky Trails album, which is a really nice record. Um, not a lot of the record is uh, very yachty. It's a lot more folky and ambient. Great record. But that song, when you sent it to me, um, I thought it was, when I first heard it, I thought it sounded like a Fagan solo track. For sure. Yeah. And it was recorded in 2017, as far as we could tell. All of the mm-hmm. uh, notes say 2017. The YouTube video up is 2017. So... David Crosby, who would have guessed he's pumping out not only Yacht Rock, but Yacht Rock in 2017. So I think it's just a sign that we're at this point where it's it's building momentum and gaining speed as opposed to having reached its peak and jumping the shark. Yeah, we've got uh, Joseph Williams going back to him. Did you know, by the way, that he's the son of John Williams, the composer? Had no okay. idea. Yeah. Wow. He. Uh, it's funny, if you go to his uh, thing on Spotify... Look up Joseph Williams, and his top two tracks are Hakuna Matata and uh, Can You Feel the Love, the, the actual soundtrack versions from Lion King. So he so composed those? I think he's the voice uh, uh, singing. Oh, oh really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah. He's, but anyway, he's, he was uh, teasing something recently that he's got something new happening, and um, Steve Lukather made a mention of him and saying that Joe's working really hard on his own solo record, very meticulous about getting it just right. So maybe this is going to be a very, you know, Yacht Rocky kind of thing in terms of its precision and all that stuff. And there's no mistaking, you know, his vocals. Well, Uh, speaking of teasing something real quick, I also have a Yacht Rock project in the works. Yes, you do. It won't be done collaborating with you because you are the uh, resident Yacht Rock expert in the arranger and your co-writing in a lot of ways and that's going to be released hopefully after the first of the year maybe depending how busy we both are but that's called august red so mm-hmm. i gotta early tease that um interesting place to discover new music or old yacht rock that you didn't realize ever existed and you stumbled upon it before I did, and you shared it with me. And it's a website called, it's called Blue Desert, yeah. but the URL is westcoast.dk. Yeah, I was actually looking up for credits on Mark Jordan's Blue Desert album, you know, so I put in Blue Desert, and it took me to this website. Granted, it was a, a page about that album, but then I started going through the rest of this website, and it's a, uh, from Denmark, and it's interesting to, the way that uh, that particular area of Europe, the, the northern Norse area, Sweden and all that stuff, have really, really embraced this stuff. I don't know how long it's been really popular there, maybe for a lot longer than I realize. But this site is really dedicated to it. They had a great write-up. They recently changed their website, and I don't know if all this is here, but I had to read, I, I copied this down. And they say, this is kind of their mission statement. It says, good music enriches your life. At Blue Desert, we're passionate about this particular yet wide-ranging style of music we call West Coast music. Uh, this site is a modest tribute to the music and the performing artists who through the many years have given us and continue to give us endless hours 
of musical enjoyment. And then this is where it gets more recent. The past 20 years or so have indeed been troubled times for high-quality adult-oriented pop rock music. The likes of MTV, radio stations, and large record companies have in many ways damaged the conditions for this kind of music. Hmm. The late 70s and early 80s are sometimes referred to as the golden age of West Coast music. The music industry seems obsessed now with the buying power of youth, and the attention span is frightfully short. There's nothing reprehensible about a music industry concerned about making money, but when musical quality and artistic development are thrown out the the window, then there is reason to worry. But perhaps things are starting to brighten up a bit for us fans of West Coast music after all. There have been many great album releases recently, and always remember, continue to support the artists by buying their albums, requesting their songs on radio, etc. So yeah. they're looking forward as well. Right. And you said they, they, they referenced the website as Blue Desert, which is a Mark Jordan record? Yes, and okay. produced by uh, Jay Graydon. Um, I haven't read specifically on there that they're pointing to that record with the name of their website. Um, yeah, I think but, in the earlier version of the site, I do recall seeing a page that said they held that album up as you do as like the pinnacle okay. of what the sound is. Um, but I remember when you discovered that um, website, you were throwing all these new recommendations at me. Do you know who Mark right, Jordan is? Right, and I'm like, right. no. And then you said, okay, well, and you picked me up as we were going somewhere in the car. You're like, listen to this. this Ned Delhenny and Dane Ned, Donahue. Dane Donahue. <laughs> yeah, right. I remember that. And day. I'm like, who are these people? Yeah. And then you listen to it. You're like, oh my God, this stuff is good. So, and again, then you read the credits and you see all the usual names. I'm glad you asked, said that. I, yeah, okay. I'm not because, asking. I'm saying. Well, don't ask. Say. <laughs> Let me say. You ask. Okay. okay. Here we go. So I pulled up the uh, Dane Donahue record. Yeah. Because there is only one record. Right. It was produced in 1978. I'm going to read to you some of the guest musicians. I'm going to go f- through the list first of the people who I know, and then I'm going to ask you who these other people are. Okay. So you might know. Oh, boy. So um, Dane Donahue, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Steve Gadd. Yeah. Um, Mike Percaro. Mm-hmm. Of Toad. Bass. Toad of Toad. Yeah. Yep. Larry Carlton, who we talked about in the yep. previous episode, guitarist. Jay Graydon. <laughs> Steve Lukather. Yes. These are all on this rec- yeah. record. Um, Ernie Watts. Bill Champlin. Yeah. Don Henley. Wow. Stevie Nicks. And those are the people who. So I know. How does this guy make just one record? I mean, it, I think that's a fabulous record. Not only that, how have we never heard of it? With I know. That, with that know. lineup. Well, the cover is kind of cheesy, and maybe that turned a lot of people <laughs> off. But Well, it's a kids don't smoke because he's smoking on the album <laughs> cover. So, um, Yes. So, but let's go through the rest of these. And okay. stop me when you hear a name that you're like, oh, here's who that is. Okay. So, Andy Smith, Ed Green, Jeff D'Angelo. No. Bob Glob. I know that name because okay. it's a very unique name, but I couldn't tell you. Scott Edwards. Mm-hmm. Chuck Rainey. Oh, Chuck Rainey, bass, yes. Yep. Steely Dan, him. yeah, he played a lot of stuff for them, too. Uh, high Winding or High Winding? It's high a lot, like High a lot. Yeah, uh, Keys, th- I believe. Okay. I the, hope Dave, I'm not wrong. David Getro, Victor Feldman. Oh, yeah. Victor Feldman is uh, piano, but primarily he's brought in for vibes. So when you hear vibes mm. on um, Steely Dan records or... The uh, Michael McDonald era of Doobie Brothers, it's almost always Victor Feldman. Okay. Steve Foreman. Percussion. Gary Herbig. And then uh, J.D. It says Souther. Oh, J.D. Souther. Okay. Tim B. Schmidt. Yeah, he's the bass player for the Eagles currently. Oh, wow. And he was Poco before that. The real long, straight-haired guy? Yeah, he's he's good. Uh, Herb Peterson and Tom Kelly. Oh, Tom Kelly's one of the uh, great... um, 
session backup vocalists. So all of those guys were on a record in 1978 that I had never heard of until the year 2019, which is why did I hear of it? Which goes back to what's happening now is this reemergence that you just read and is described by this website. It's, there's this huge groundswell of people who are, A, I think they're, like really thirsty for new music mm-hmm. and what's coming out now just doesn't appeal to us as old timers but um, it's unique in that it's musicianship as opposed to you know but it say- also shows that, that there's still stuff out there um, you don't have to just be watching your release radar on Spotify for new stuff there's still records out there you can discover that are from you know from that time frame are going to have all the players that you want you just never heard of it yeah. you know so it's right. there. So, and that's again, that's why we started this podcast is to demonstrate that it's all there and there's going to be some new and there's going to be some old, like you said, some revelations of some classics. Um, but what's also interesting is outside of the music industry is just how prevalent like yacht rock has become just in, you know, the national consciousness. And so I'll give you some examples and you probably have some as well. But yeah. I'm a huge Family Guy fan, right? Yes. Uh, season 18 has two episodes. That's the most recent season that they've done, has two episodes referencing Yacht Rock. One was specifically called Yacht Rocky and they had some of the guys, they had like I think Kenny Loggins' voice actually on it and some others. Um, And it's all about this cruise that they go on and the Yacht Rock musicians are there. So, I mean, the whole episode dedicated to Yacht Rock. And then just a few episodes later, they have a a reference to... um, uh, Stephen Bishop, where you know it's two cars come up to a red light, and the one's playing Van Halen, and the other one cranks up Stephen Bishop. You know, on, on and on. on. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously, uh, he he being the creator and the voice and the writer, all that he's about our age, maybe my age, and so he's got an appreciation for Yarrack as well. So that's just one example. But you were watching recently a golf tournament. Yeah, this uh, maybe goes back. Uh five, six weeks. So it was right before we really started talking serious about doing this. So I didn't exactly document who he was talking about, but this was on one of the golf tournaments and one of the players, Dustin Johnson, I think. Was it Dustin? You can remember. Was kind of getting amped up. um, Maybe had a couple of uh, shots go bad and you could just kind of see him burning under the collar. (laughs) And and Nick Faldo said that um, maybe he needs to go and listen to a little bit of Yacht Rock to calm down. You know, so here's Nick Faldo dropping this in a golf tournament on CBS. Yeah, and if there's ever a time, by the way, that you need to calm down, it's like, this is the moment. That might be part of the reason where I can't stop listening to it. So, um, yeah, so that was interesting. Then in uh, August of 2020, Mm -hmm. Rolling Stone, who's been covering music forever, finally comes out with a whole, like, two-page spread. Mm Mm-hmm. It, talking about the history of Yacht Rock and the artists and the milestones, you know, from a, a timeline standpoint. And you you found that, right? Is that something that was getting shared in these Facebook it groups? It got shared in one of the Yacht Rock face groups, uh, Facebook groups that I'm in. And, uh, Which I, is you it? know, I mean, it, it was obviously, you know, great fodder for conversation because the whole yacht and yacht thing uh, mm-hmm. was in full Full yeah. rage. Yeah. Not, yeah. <laughs> but you mentioned the Facebook groups. There's like at least a handful of them already. So Yeah, with thousands of members. Thousands of members, yeah. yep. And they're very active, like you said, very vocal and opinionated. We've been talking a lot about a whole serious XM radio station devoted to the format, which is a few years old now. Mm-hmm. But that didn't exist, obviously, probably, I don't know, six, seven years ago. So that's new. Um, and then – if you listen to the soundtrack for television commercials, depending on who their audience is that they're you know targeting for the product, 
they're picking music, right, that they think will appeal to that Correct. audience group. Yeah. But where I did not expect to see it was on a uh, Netflix ad. They're playing How Long by Ace yep. in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think it's a it's a pickup truck commercial. I believe it's Ford has Brandy. Brandy. Yep. You're a fine girl. Yep. You're a fine. So you're just hearing it in all these places in the year 2019, 2020. It's like, and I don't think it's just because we're looking for it. It's actually there more than it ever was. Yeah. There's um, you know, we we there's a couple of great uh, streaming internet stations too, and yes. obviously that's somewhat of a newer thing. I mean, it's not like we've been streaming stuff on the internet since the 70s so right um but a couple of our favorites we all we've talked about yacht rock miami uh yacht rock miami maybe is a great inspiration for this show because there's nobody like them that digs deeper and finds more unique cuts to fit into what they're calling yacht rock um but they're pretty unabashed about putting in things that would not be considered yacht rock but they're they want your experience to be bigger than just a few hundred songs. You know, yeah. they, they really, they want to surprise you. We find some great nuggets there. Um, there's another one that is, um, well, out of France. I discovered them because they started playing Page 99 stuff. And I'm like, well, who's this West Coast Golden Radio, or no, also known as WCGR? Hmm. And West Coast Golden Radio is, um, what they're trying to do is give a representation of the golden heyday of radio of the seventies and eighties. So they've got the DJs and all of that stuff. And so they're trying to give you that honest experience on their site. It says, um, all our choice, all our choices are made to share with you a sound in the spirit of FM radios of that period, referring to the golden era. Uh, the range of music is starting from surf times to country rock, rock, soul, rhythm, and blues, West coast sound and smooth jazz infusion. Our cry, Criteria are sing-along songs with melodies, well-played tunes executed by crafted and talented musicians. Um, give you and a good mood on? and a good time. Sometimes it's hard to because they're you know it's a translation of the French language, so it's a little gotcha. difficult to read sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it's a French station. That's yeah. crazy. And they found your page ninety-nine and are spinning that. Yeah, all of a sudden they're tagging me on a post, and I who's tagging me? Because <laughs> they <laughs> tag me Luke. personally. Yeah, yeah they, t- they tag me personally. Um, and then there was a whole thread of who are these guys? Anybody heard of them? Do they have more stuff? Do they have an album coming out? So I'm answering all these questions along the way. It was kind of fun. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yep. And then another example is these, you know, these popular reaction videos that are, you know, a famous yeah. one going on right now is the um, the two young kids who hear "In the Air Tonight" by Phil Collins for the first time. Yeah, and it's so mellow, and then the drum thing kicks in, and they go crazy, and they yeah. lose their mind. Um, well, they also did um, "Keep Forgetting" by yeah, Michael McDonald. That was funny, that was... and that one's even I think it's more entertaining than the one that's got <laughs> twenty million views. So um, it just again, it just keeps popping up everywhere, and I think that's a good sign for people who love the genre who want to explore it further and want to either keep it alive or revive it. And I think there's no reason why it can't be revived because I don't see another home for, you know, maybe grunge will come back or something, but I don't see any other sort of band based musician based genre that is getting as much attention now than this one. Well, we're in a time where touring isn't happening. Yep. So these musicians are going to be focused more on writing and recording and, uh, you know, that's a good thing. I'm more about the studio recording, the studio experience. So to me, that's a positive and could only bring out more of this stuff. Yeah. Right. 
Yep. And I'm a big fan of the live show. So as these guys finally do tour again, that, that'll that be great to see. That was one of the things I, ha- I had on my notes that we kind of got past, but since you mentioned live, that last year supposedly was, uh, I guess it's been postponed, obviously postponed, but I don't believe that it's been entirely canceled. But the Doobie Brothers were touring with Michael McDonald. Wow. So it's going to have Michael McDonald and Tom Johnston, the guy that he replaced. But uh, they were going to be doing a tour, and that would have been certainly must-see for oh. Yacht Rock fans. It will be. Let's hope it happens So again. hope that's 2021. And Christopher Cross, who went through struggles with COVID and had some um, neurological issues that came out from that. He had some paralysis in his hands and stuff. And But uh, all reports are that he's on the mend and doing well, and he says 2021 he's planning to tour. Some of these tours could be massive. If I'm yeah. reading the moment correctly, yeah. it could be massive. And I thought that they should do... Imagine this. It probably wouldn't be the best listening experience, but almost like a Yacht Rock Festival tour where you had all these, you know, yeah. artists and get them all together and maybe make it a half a day show like yeah. Lollapalooza. That would be amazing. There is a band out there called Yacht Rock Review, too. Yes. It is a cover band that uh, is highly thought of in their ability to pull these songs off live. And I bet there's a lot of tribute bands we just don't even know of. Like yeah. A, Doobie Brothers tribute I know there's a Pages tribute band over in Sweden again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should mention, by the way, Page 99 is a reference to Pages. Yes. And then Pages is in Richard Page, and then uh, 99 is in the song from Toto. So that's where the name came from, Page cool. 99. Well, do not despair, fellow Yacht Rock lovers. Uh, there's more to come, yep. as, as, as evidenced by this, what we covered today. So uh, I think it's time to get into the lightning round. What say it you? It is. It's time. It is right. time. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I think we've explained this a few times. Yacht or not, we'll do a buried treasure and then something a little surprising off the map. So, Okay. I'm going to hit you with a yacht or not first. Do it. Because I know there's a pet peeve of a certain song by this artist that you can't stand that it's considered yacht rock. And it is for, if it is considered it it's for all the wrong reasons so okay. that song is come sail away by stick so i'm not gonna <laughs> put that one on there because it's too easy but there's another song that i yeah, can do they hearing. know that it, the sail in there is not about ships it, oh. or not about boats let's say okay. it's a different kind of ship all right okay. all right okay. Okay. i don't know if the people that call the yacht rock song realize that but okay. right um but there's another song that's by um same era ish it's 1979 and it's, to me, it's got all the elements with the huge harmonies and um, the guitar work. So that song for you to say yacht or is it not, babe? You know it's you, babe. No. Um, I understand all the reasons why you say it. And it could just be my predetermination of thinking of sticks more as a kind of a proggy sign, yeah. sort of band. Um. And we, to me, sometimes, as we were talking about sort of off mic before, 
ballads sometimes don't fit as much, but I'm not going to, like, I don't exclude some of the Toto ballads because they're ballads. So I guess it would be sort of hypocritical for me to say that because it's a ballad, I don't include it. But something about Babe doesn't hit it for me. Yeah, it's tough to uh, look at that song in a vacuum because it's you can't ignore the context of right. who Sticks is and what the rest of the right. catalog is. But if you force yourself to do it, you could imagine... Um, Air Supply doing that song. The voices are kind of similar, and it's a big, huge arena rock ballad. And mm-hmm. so, if a, uh, Air Supply can make it, which I say it can, then I'm I'm going to go yacht. So we diverge on that one. I say that that okay. belongs on the yacht. I would say, well, here's my uh, yacht or not, and this is 1978. Producer was Phil Ramone, so certainly not somebody you think of inside the uh, yacht rock genre because you think of him more attached to Billy Joel. Um, there's a lot of debate whether the band Chicago fits in there and if they do, which era, if so, but this one sits kind of right in the middle. This is no tell lover from the hot streets album. So I do include Chicago in my playlist, but I don't consider them to be yacht rock whatsoever, Mm -hmm. but I like enough of a certain chunk of their catalog that I throw it in there and make no apologies. The song you just played, that song has specific Yacht Rock elements. Mm -hmm. It still sounds like Chicago, and it's got Peter Cetera, who's so definable from the 80s era of of Chicago, which is not Yacht Rock, right? All of that said, I get a a confident ruling of it is Yacht. Okay. Very good. And you think so as well? Yes, I do. Uh, And and my assessment is similar to that. I I get why Chicago doesn't typically fit. Um, and it's funny that you'd rule out the 80s era, and that's the era that was produced by David Foster, who is an icon of Yacht Rock. But, you know, isn't that weird? It's Right, but David Foster, I think, took a turn where yeah. he was he was, he was was making tons of money and critical acclaim for that, yeah. that late 80s sound, yeah. but it, that late 80s sound isn't the Yacht Rock sound. But we've talked about, and this is a little bit of an aside, you know, Kenny Loggins, who is an icon of it, but it's not like you're going to include Footloose right. in as a Yacht Rock song. Yeah. So. But I do include I'm All Right. That's on okay. the fringe because right. most of the time period. All right. Okay, so Buried Treasure. I will uh, go first on this one this round. Um, Buried Treasure. This one was, I think I may have stumbled across this on Yacht Rock Miami, but it's from 1977, a band I never heard of, an album I never heard of, and... It's a little bit more of a rocker with a little bit of a disco underside to it, uh, which would be, you know, not surprising for late 70s. But the hook on the chorus is so rich with harmonies. And you add that with a little bit of the funky disco thing. I think you could see where this could fit in there. I see why Yacht Rock Miami played this. And this is the band is called Sherbet. The album is called How's That? (laughs) H-O-W-Z-A-T. And the song is called Dancer. I did not know that one. I've not, I don't think I've heard it, which goes back to the whole I reason not either. for this episode. Right. Is there's all kinds of quote-unquote new stuff, and you say you discovered that on Yacht Rock Miami? Pretty sure that's where it was. Yeah. yeah. So again, that's why you got to bookmark that site or find a, um, a radio app that will stream that. They are an Australian band, and we know that uh, we've talked about... Uh, Air Supply. Air Supply, but also Little River Band yes. that are certainly, obviously, they're not West Coast United States, but you, uh, to me, you can drop their sounds right in with them. Oh, for yeah. sure. So for another sure. Australian band. Okay, that's a deep buried treasure, deep. so good yep. find. So Christopher Cross is a guy that you talked about earlier, referencing his recent health issues. Mm-hmm. You also talked to him on, the, uh, or about him on the previous episode where we talked about um, 
the we picked our super group and we yes. referenced strings and then you said, well, some people say if it has strings, it doesn't it's not yacht rock. But of course, Christopher Cross has a lot of strings. He does. And he's considered an icon, right, of the genre. Without a doubt. Right. Without so a doubt. But if you dissect it, you, know, you don't really know how that fits other than the biggest song is sailing and, boy, you sure would love to be on a boat listening to that. And mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. But I found a song that was new to me that I said this automatically slides him into the Yacht Rock genre because it's got all the elements. And play a little. This one is called, and are you familiar with it, by the way, Love is Love in Any Language. I am not that familiar with that one, but I I instantly hear his voice and the smoothness of his recordings, and it's yeah, it's yacht rock, you know. Well, on that particular but, song, you can hear the elements. It's absolutely. just got a different feel. It doesn't even sound like, aside from the voice, as you mentioned, it yeah. doesn't sound like Christopher Cross. So that it was a buried treasure that I just recently uncovered, and I think guess where, yacht rock Miami. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> and by the way, we should mention that the J.D. Risner playlist that we talked about. He is the the apparently the coiner of the term. It's got twenty eight hours of yacht rock. It's some playlist. really deep stuff on there. Bands I've never heard of. So. Yep. It's not as though uh, he's sticking on that playlist to just, you know, the tried and true. So he's kind of expanding beyond it as well. Okay. So we are on to then... uh, Off the map. Off the map. I'd like to go first, if you don't mind. Sure. Because I am going way up to the year 19, I think, late 80s for sure. Maybe 88 or 89. So, um, and this is a Scottish band who is in no way trying to sound like or do they sound like Yacht Rock, but a slice of their catalog is just that nice, easy feeling with great musicianship. So the band is Aztec Camera. Oh, yeah. And the song, you could have picked a number of them, but the song that I focused on was a song called The Gentle Count. So oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, Roddy Frame is... Uh, a great songwriter, great producer, always had a lot of great sophistication in his stuff, yep. yeah. And he focused, um, he seemed to have an emphasis on great bass playing. So not on this record, but certainly that song you could hear is great bass. And that he had a guy on that album that I didn't know, but the prior album was an album called Love. Mm-hmm. And the bass player for much of that was Marcus Miller. Yeah, particularly I know working in a coal mine. Working on a coal mine, yeah. yeah. Not as yachty as maybe this Gentle Kind song is, but closer, only one degree separated from David Sanborn. And of course, now you're right in the thick of yacht rock so yes that's where i make my case very good very good what's Uh, your off the map well this guy lives probably right on the perimeter of yacht rock and uh subject matter of this song to me makes it fit with it um but i always defended uh it's probably a little bit of a guilty pleasure for me but i've always defended my affinity for this artist by saying if he was good enough for quincy jones to put on his record label then i don't need to defend it right yep and that's jack wagner Oh. And the song is called Island Fever from 1987. So interesting sound. Yeah, that definitely, that's that could definitely fit in there. Um, mm-hmm. That's a good call. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. So there you go. And Jack Wagner is not someone that you would consider. He's got the look, right? He does, he does <laughs> have the look. He's got the voice for it, too. But. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that was um, what's happening now, and hopefully you caught the reference to the uh, offshoot to what's happening, yes. which did include a Yacht Rock band in it. So, um, again, go to YachtRockPodcast.com to find uh, your player of choice, and be sure to follow us on Facebook at Yacht Rock Podcast, and then on Twitter at Yacht Rock Pod. And we'll see you on the next episode. Ahoy. Ahoy.